it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. talk, talk, talk you can't talk, stop talk, Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. You know, amidst all the storminess going on in Washington and all the this and that and all the back and forth with the uh, bill that was signed for all this ridiculous amounts of money, Donald Trump experiencing the highest approval rating of his entire presidency. Woo! Trump it up! And I know that it's true because I read it on CNN, and they would never report anything positive at all about the president unless they were forced to. Uh, so a very, you know, very interesting times. We, you know, we often talk about history and how history, the the prism of history, and how things that seem bad in the present actually turn out to be really great uh, in the end. And sometimes, you know, vice versa, like. Uh, you know, like uh, sometimes when something seems really great and amazing and awesome and superior, it turns out to be absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm not naming any names, but I'm sure I'm sure you can think of a couple. Uh, think of a couple people. What's up, Eddie? My name's Mark Kay, and uh, th- this new ordinance—they're cracking down in St. Augustine on panhandling, uh, which means I'm probably it looks like I got to take up a new hobby. And maybe I'll try golf or something like that. But there's a new ordinance panhandling now not allowed within 20 feet of an ATM or a city parking meter, which is basically the whole historic district. Uh, they're trying to curb. Apparently, there was aggressive panhandling. I don't know what aggressive panhandling is. I guess they shake the pan really fast or they, uh, you know, they, they keep walking after you. I'm not really sure. I don't spend a lot of time, um, you know, down there by the ATMs and the parking meters in St. Augustine. But I do know that it can pose a problem. Now, there was uh, some reaction to this and, of course, some protests saying that it was a violation of your First Amendment right. I'm not really sure how begging for cash is your is a is a first amendment right if it's freedom of speech Free, begging for cash is freedom of speech um you know i guess technically i guess technically it is but maybe it could also be considered commerce and you know the government can limit commerce if you want to open up a uh, if you want to open up a food truck or like an ice cream cart or a hot dog stand or something like that. You've got to you've got to get a license. You've got to make sure that you're within the the uh, you know requirements of the city ordinances. And there's all kinds of all kinds of you know the, the fees that you have to pay. So if you're on a public street or in a public area and you're actually making a living, remember all those kids? They would shut down their their lemonade stands. This was a big thing a couple years ago. These girls would have lemonade stands and some overzealous police officer would drive on up or some city council member would call and complain. And the girls would get shut down because they didn't have the proper license to 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 handle and prepare food and sell it on the street. And and some cranky old neighbor hated that. Well, this I mean, couldn't this be the same way? I mean, you could you could argue those girls had the uh, constitutional right to sell lemonade. You know, the freedom of speech, the sign just said buy lemonade a dollar for, I mean, granted that they were price gouging, uh, running a monopoly, and sure, it wasn't worth a dollar for a cup, but, but, well, you know, that, that doesn't matter. Fact of the matter is, how is panhandling different from any other kind of commerce? I watched a video on YouTube like two years ago. This dude went out, panhandled, guy made something like, guy made something like 60 grand a year. He would stand out on a busy corner. It was in LA or New York or someplace like that. And he, he brought in $800 in one day. And he'd go out there and all he would do is, and he didn't even work the full day. He worked like, you know, a handful of hours, all cash. So he didn't have to pay tax on it. Guy was raking in and making a killing. 
making a killing. So, yeah, here's what they should do. If you really want to crack down on panhandling, here's what you do. Send the IRS in. Send the IRS in. Start handing out uh, start handing out W-2s or uh, or I-9, you uh, 1099s, whatever it is. Give these people tax forms and say, hey, you can sit here and beg for change all you want. But you got to be taxed on it like the rest of us. And I guarantee those people maybe even charge them a higher tax rate because they're in some kind of uh, public square. But they, you know, that's a taxes. Taxes are the bane of everyone's existence. There's a woman, and I meant to get to this yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to. There's a woman named Cardi B. She's a rapper. I don't know if you know who she is, uh, but she's a rap star, and she sings. She got really popular for the song "Bodak Yellow," and uh, I said it took me a while to find the clean version. I think this is it. If you hear any wordy nerds, I apologize in advance. But uh, she, you know, she's up and coming rap star, young girl, red hair. Started selling all these albums, winning all these awards, making millions and millions of dollars. And a funny thing happens to people when they start making millions and millions of dollars from being like nowhere, like obscurity, working in a fast food restaurant or working in an office, working in a car wash. All of a sudden you skyrocket, not just in fame, but in fortune. A really funny thing happens. You realize that the government taxes you at an atrocious rate. And and poor Cardi B starts selling all these albums on iTunes and streaming and whatever and does goes on tour and, and she's making millions. And all of a sudden, I guess she she w- sat down with her accountant because, you know, tax days only is two weeks away. It's almost April. It's March 27th. It's almost uh, April. And, you know, April 15th is when you got to get your taxes going if you haven't already. So she must have sat down recently with her tax attorney or her accountant or both and said, all right, here's all the money I made from album sales, from my tour dates, from all the Cardi B paraphernalia and and merch that I've been selling. And they put it all together and they said, okay, great. Here's what you owe in taxes. Well, she had a conniption fit. She went off the handle. Never before had she been hit with such a massive tax bill. So she went on Instagram and, and she started demanding answers. So, you know, the government is taking 40% of my taxes. And Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with my tax money. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, when you donate, like, when you donate to a kid from a foreign country, they give you updates of what they're doing with your donation. I want to know what you're doing with my tax money. <laughs> so, she's, so she's flipping out because for the first time in her life, she has to pay of her money to the government. And she's just realizing this because now she's making significant. I mean, if you give somebody $10 million and say, by the way, you need to cut a check to the government for $4 million, it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. And she, a perfect example, by the way. She says, when you donate money to a kid, you know, one of the starving kids uh, with Sally Struthers or UNICEF or whatever, you get letters from the kid. Kid says, hey, thank you for the dollar a day. I was able to get some rice and some new clothes, and now I go to school, and I got clean drinking water, and I appreciate it. She's like, you get updates whenever you make a donation from the kid. If you go to a restaurant and you pay for your food, what do they do? Before you pay for it, they bring you a a bill, and you can check it and say, okay, I got three glasses of wine. I got two beers. I got a shot of tequila. I got the uh, fried chicken. I got the chicken wings. I got the, the roast beef, and I got two desserts and a coffee. Great. I bought all that. Here's your money. They itemize everything for you. Government doesn't do that. And Cardi B, first-time mega taxpayer, realizes this and demands answers. Because I'm from New York, and the streets is always dirty. We was voted the dirtiest city in America. What is y'all doing? There's still rats on the damn trains. I know y'all not spending it in no damn prison because y'all be giving like two underwears, one jumpsuit for like five months. So what is y'all doing with my 
money. I want to know. I want receipts. I want everything. I want to know what y'all is doing with my money. Yeah, receipts. Imagine that. The government. The government. Here's what I'm paying. All right, so I'll give you the $4 million that I owe. I made $10 million. I'll give you the $4 million that I owe. But I want receipts. Whenever you spend that money, I want to know where it's going. I want a pie graph or a pie chart. I want to know what percentage is going to the prisons to buy new underwears and jumpsuits for the, I don't know, that's like a thing with her. I want to know what percentage is going to the uh, military. I want to know what percentage is going to welfare programs. I want to, and what if, here's one even better. If you have a 401k or any kind of mutual fund, you can log on. You can see where your donations are going. 50% going to medium aggressive yield funds. 10% going to high aggressive funds. 5% going to my retirement at 65. There's a whole, they're like, and if you want to change the amount, the percentages at all, if you want to get more aggressive, you can up that. If you want to get more conservative, you can, you can downgrade it to a, to a 5% return. I don't even, I'm not like a, I'm not like a, all I know is, I, it comes out the company matches, and when I retire, supposedly I'll be living large. But that's the that's the control that we have over our own money, except the money that we pay to taxes. Wouldn't it be great if we could log on to like irs.gov, type in our social security numbers, and adjust where our tax money is going? Where is our tax money going? I don't want my money going to the public school system because. I don't send my kids to public school. So I'm just going to take that down to zero. The roads outside my house, potholes galore, and there's too much traffic. We need to widen the lane, so I'm going to up the public transportation budget. Police, uh, let's let's crank that one up as high as it'll go. Obamacare, let's, if there's a negative, you know, if we can put make that a negative, that would be fantastic. That's a, that's a system that would work. That, and Cardi B would be thrilled. I want to know. I want receipts. I want everything. I want to know what y'all is doing with my money. Isn't that great? <laughs> when somebody becomes really wealthy, they, they start to focus more on their money. They become more fiscally conservative. The more money you make, the more money you want to keep. That's another reason. Uh, that's another good reason to get out there and, you know, try to be all you can be. 340-1045. This is the Marque Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. Listen to the Marques Show on your Amazon Echo or Google Home. Tell your smart speaker to play News 104.5 WOKV. Why did my guidance counselor tell me that was a thing? This is the Marques Show. Spoiler alert on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marques Show. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is Marques. And a shout out to Chris Cantillo in Jacksonville. He wrote on Facebook yesterday, Marques Show on 104.5 is the poop emoji. So I uh, I really appreciate Chris, I think you're the poop emoji too, man. Uh, I really appreciate that. 3401045 Cardi B, rapper extraordinaire, realizing now that she's making money that the government taxes her at an at an inordinate rate. I want to know. I want receipts. I want everything. I want to know what y'all is doing with my money. Yeah, she wants to know where's all this money going that I'm paying. Where's it going? I don't know. When I go donate money to kids in Africa, I get an itemized. I get a little letter telling me uh, where my money goes. Why doesn't the government do that? Lisa in St. Augustine, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, Lisa? Hey, Mark. I think Hi. you need to explain to Cardi B how the government works. If she'd <laughs> like to know where her money's going, she can call her senator or her congressman. Perhaps we elect these people to decide where the money goes. We personally don't get to decide where our money goes. Now, you know, you bring up a really interesting point here, and this is this is this is really interesting, and this is one of the uh, one of Donald Trump's evil plans, I think. When people have more money, they start to realize that the government's taking 
a large portion of it. And when they start to realize that, they demand answers. And like you just said, the answer is you got to make sure you know who you're voting for. You got to make sure you know what they stand for. And then you have to make sure that they're voting the way they promised. You have to make sure that they're doing with your money what they promised to do. And if they're not, you got to vote them out. So, Lisa, what you're saying is that the more money you make, the more you have to pay attention to your politicians. Is that correct? Well, I'm not saying the more money you make. I think everybody should be paying attention to who they're voting for. I think you're probably right. But I think if you have more to lose, you're probably yes. you're probably going to take a closer look. And and that could be part of the reason that Donald Trump is so for the tax cuts. And the Republicans, a, whole, a large handful of them, are also for the tax cuts. Because when you give more money to the people, they become more responsible. They look after themselves. They look after their family. They look after their welfare. And they start looking at the politicians that they elect into power. Lisa's right. We don't get to go to the IRS and say, here's where I want my money spent. But we have these elected representatives. We're a Republican form of government. They go to Washington and they spend the money. And that's why when you have something like the omnibus spending bill, the $1.6 trillion disaster that Donald Trump called it right before he signed it, you have to go back and not just say, how could this happen? How could this get done? How is it that we're still funding all these social welfare programs that we hate? How is it that the Democrats are so excited because they still get money for all their pet projects? How is it that all this pork got through on the bill? Who voted for this thing? Well, then you have to go back to your representatives, your senators, your congresspeople. You got to go find out, did they vote yay or did they vote nay? Or in the case of Rand Paul, did they vote hell nay? Because that's how Rand Paul, he goes, when they like yay or nay, he goes hell nay, because he's really against it. Here in Florida, just in case you don't know, here in Duval, let me enlighten you. If you think that the omnibus spending bill is a horrible disaster, like Donald Trump said, right before he signed it. If you think that it's a, a huge waste of money, if you think it's ridiculous that they've passed the highest spending bill in history, that it's $1.6 trillion for stuff we don't really even want or need, that it only funds the wall to the tune of $1.6 billion instead of the $23 billion that we need, if it still has all of these, these liberal social welfare programs that your tax dollars are paying for, then you should know that Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, voted yay. And John Rutherford, congressman from District 4, also voted yay. And didn't no, did nobody from Florida, as far as I know, vote oh hell nay. 340-1045. Maybe with all these tax breaks, maybe with Donald Trump giving more money to people, they're going to start paying more attention to the way their congresspeople vote. 340-1045. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. Got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. The government is taking 40% of my taxes. And Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with my tax money. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, when you donate, like, when you donate to a kid from a foreign country, they give you updates of what they're doing with your donation. I want to know what you're doing with my tax money. It's so exciting to watch prominent people wake up. To conservatism, <laughs> to be wait, maybe I should start being fiscally conservative. That's Cardi B, star of Love and Hip Hop, and uh, and rap star, realizing on Instagram that the government's taking forty percent of her money. You know, when she was when she was living in poverty in the Bronx, they took none of it. 
Now they're taking 40 percent of the millions of dollars she's earning. Beside herself, she can't believe it's been going on. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. This is Bill from Melrose. Hey, Bill, what do you want to say? Great. Thanks so much for your call. Jerry in Orange Park, how are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I just had a comment. Uh, you know, we've been pounding Mr. Rubio and Mr. Rutherford uh, for their vote on the omnibus, but uh, Mr. Nelson voted for it too, and he's up for re-election this year. So I just kind of wanted to throw his name out there because he seems to be riding under the radar. I know he's a Democrat, but uh, those of us that are conservative have an opportunity this year to, to take care of that. That is true, and we, you know the reason I never bring him up is because I don't expect him to do anything but vote for a bill like that. I mean, he is, like you said, a Democrat. Uh, when you look at someone like Marco Rubio, when you look at you know John Rutherford, especially um, you know a hardline Trumper, and I know that Donald Trump also signed the bill, which is surprising to a lot of people. But when yeah, when you look at Bill Nelson, I mean, it's not surprising. You see the yay vote, and you just think to yourself. Okay, but then it even makes it worse when you have Marco Rubio and John Rutherford voting for a bill the same way that Bill Nelson does. It almost makes me more angry. But you're right. We can, I, we can yeah, get I him agree out. with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, th- thanks for the call. Uh, Governor Scott has not formally announced anything, but he is, of course, uh, you know, rumored to be going for that seat, you know, ending his gubernatorial stand here in, in Florida. Very popular, very effective governor, uh, very lo- well-liked. Among the constituency, he speaks Spanish, which definitely, you know, is muy bueno when you're running for uh, La Elección and El State de Florida. Uh, so all those things are happening this year. And, yeah, you know what? There's an opportunity for us to get another voice in Washington that actually speaks for people like you and people like me and people, well, now like Cardi B. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. And again, you know what? It's, it's, it's Bill Nelson. I know that a lot of, we're never going to agree with. There is, however, uh, there is, however, situations that arise where Democrats will do or say something that I do agree with. And it shocks me. It shocks me when I come across a story or a clip and it's something that somebody brings up and and I'm in agreement with them. And they happen to be on the left. And this time it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who shockingly is not only still a Supreme Court justice, but is still on the on the planet because she, she I mean, what is she like, 90 almost? I don't even you know, I don't even I haven't even checked the reason. Hey, Siri, how old is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Is 85. Okay, she's 85, so she's close to 90. So she was on the uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, another member of the uh, of the far left, who I usually disagree with. Liked him a lot better when he was pretending to be a Republican TV host than when he just became himself. Uh, but Stephen Colbert had Ruth Bader Ginsburg on his show the other day. And they were talking about all sorts of various things. They were talking about being a judge. They were talking about politics, of course. They did this weird thing with a workout. But he asked her a question. That is, you know, trying to get her judgment on it. Something that has been a, a question in the minds of a lot of American voters for a long time. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You're asking me? Well, you tell me what a sandwich is, and then I'll tell you if a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, a sandwich is... Um, Two pieces of bread with almost any type of filling in between, as long as it's not more bread. You said two pieces of bread. Does that include a roll that's cut open, but still not completely? See, that's 
the crux. You've gotten immediately, see, this is why you're on the Supreme Court. That gets immediately to the question, does the role need to be separated into two parts? Because a sub sandwich, a sub is not split, and yet it is a sandwich. Yes. So then hot dog is a sandwich? On your definition, yes, it is. Well played, Lady Justice. So here you go. This is proof that there is hope for America, and we can reach across the aisle, because clearly a hot dog is a sandwich. Tim's shaking his head. Tim, you don't think a hot dog is a sandwich? Okay. Well, maybe there isn't hope for us. A hot dog is a sandwich. And if you have the Supreme Court, uh, if you have Ruth Bader Ginsburg from the Supreme Court ruling as such, and Stephen Colbert, and me, I mean, that, the, Tim, it would, Josh, is a, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, you're not, you'll come on with the hands up in the air. But this, see, this is interesting. I didn't know that, I didn't know you guys felt this way. I may have to, I may have to, uh, reevaluate your employment. 340-1045. Hot dog. Clearly a sandwich. You've got the two pieces of bread on either side. You've got the meat filling. It's like any other kind of sandwich imaginable. And this is a question that I, you know, it, it has dogged Americans for longer than I believe it should have. But there is conclusive proof now with a, with a Supreme Court justice ruling that it is a, that it is a sandwich. Just like a, a burger is a sandwich. Tim, is a burger a sandwich? No, it's a burger. No, it's a sa- it's a sandwich. If you go to if you go to McDonald's, you can order a Big Mac sandwich or a quarter pounder sandwich. It's Ken from Jacksonville. Tell these people. Ken, you there? Yes, I am. Explain it better than maybe I'm doing. As soon as you get a breath. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm not hearing you because of the wind. Oh, what wind? Uh, the wind I'm walking here. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich or not? A hot dog is a sandwich. It's originally called a cheap steak sandwich. It's called a what? Cheap steak sandwich. A cheap steak sandwich. Tube steak. Oh, tube steak. <laughs> okay, okay. A tube steak sandwich. Yeah. All right, so by, by that definition, it clearly is a sandwich. Absolutely. All right, see, there you go. There you go, Tim. You can shake your head all you want, but we have clear now three four zero one zero four. If there's anyone out there that thinks it's not a sandwich and can explain it, uh, by all means, give us. I don't understand how you think it could be a, how it could not be a sandwich. It meets all the criteria, and now you have a an esteemed member of the Supreme Court, eighty five years old, lived her entire life uh, verifying that it is also that it is also uh, a sandwich as well. Three four zero. One zero four five. I wonder what Cardi B thinks it would be. Uh, anyway, back to so in St. Augustine, I was talking to Adam Kirk about this during the break. There's a new ordinance where you can no longer panhandle within 20 feet of an ATM or a city parking meter. I was passed four to zero because panhandling a huge issue in St. Augustine and a lot of historic districts. Uh, but my, you know, there's a growing up in New York, and I lived in New York uh, all through college. We had a lot of different types of panhandlers, and there were the panhandlers that just stood there and begged you for money as you walked by and said, "Hey, do you have any change? Can you spare any change? Do you have any quarters?" And they would wait outside stores, they'd wait outside the delis, or they'd wait by the hot dog sandwich carts that people would be eating at in uh, in New York, and they would just ask you for money, flat out. Then there were the other ones that would hold a sign. They wouldn't talk. They would just stand there. They would hold a sign, and the sign would say something like, please donate what you can, or I'm homeless and hungry. Uh, you know, uh, you know, vet needs help, any, any and all of those things. But then you had the panhandlers who would... You know, I would I, I would I want to say they would they would they would provide a public service. They would put on a show. They would sing. They would dance. They would play some kind of instrument. Uh, they would even, you know, wash your windshield, whether you wanted it or not. 
which, you know, does that does that fall under the whole panhandling category? I mean, is that something that if you're if you're out there performing a public service, if I'm if I say, hey, give me a dollar and I'll read your fortune. You know, give me a dollar and I'll sing you a personalized song about your future. Give me a dollar and I'll wipe this your windshield with a somewhat clean but mostly dirty rag in exchange for cash. Now you're not talking about panhandling. Now you're talking about trade. You're talking about barter. You're talking about the kind of system that, uh, that you know, we've we've built. I mean, what's the difference between a guy singing on the street for money and somebody doing it in a in a theater on Broadway? What's the difference if you pay to go to a fortune teller in St. Augustine or some guy on the street corner does it for 50 cents? Is panhandling strictly just begging for money? 340-1045. Listen, we got to take one more quick break. Uh, we'll be back with some of your phone calls. If you want to drop us an open mic, you can do that in our free mobile app, too. 340 What? Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, we got oh we got some hot dog experts on the phone too. We'll talk to Gene, Laurie, Jim, everybody hang tight. We'll talk to you here in just a minute. It's the Mark K Show on News 1045, WOKV. Love listening to Mark, but can't get to it every day? Good news. It's easier here. You can subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Listen when you want on the device you want. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045, WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. Thanks so much for joining me. 3401045. By the way, retired Justice uh, Stevens, John Paul Stevens, now arguing publicly for a repeal of the Second Amendment, saying that it's time we uh, repeal the Second Amendment uh, because of all these uh, gun crimes and mass shootings that we have in our uh, public school systems. But before, you know, before we get into that, a, uh, another Supreme Court justice ruling finally on whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, Ruth Gator, uh, Bader Ginsburg saying, indeed, a hot dog is a sandwich. First time I think I've agreed with her on any ruling. 3401045. This is Lori in Jacksonville. Lori, what's your argument? Lori, you there? Lori, can you hear me? Lori's gone. An- uh, Anonymous. Yes. Hi, Anonymous. How are you? How are you today? I'm okay. Uh, Anonymous, what did you want to say about a hot dog being a sandwich? Well, uh, you know, a sandwich is typically two pieces of bread, and a hot dog bun is one piece of bread. So wouldn't that not be a sandwich? Well, a sandwich, for example, a sub-sandwich is uh, one piece of bread usually made with some kind of roll, uh, and they put meat inside of it, and they call it a a sub-sandwich. Or a, a hoagie, depending on what part of the country you're from. But would you say that a sub is not a sandwich? Uh, well, well, what, what, what would a wrap be? Is a, is a wrap considered a sandwich? No, a wrap is a wrap, but that's not even bread. That's a that's a tortilla or you know whatever whatever a f- the flour. I don't even know what it is. But that's not that's clearly not even bread. That doesn't have yeast or anything in it. When you take something that is clearly bread and you put meat inside of it. And you're able to eat it and hold it in your hands. That is a sandwich, like a cheeseburger. Would you say, Anonymous, that a cheeseburger is a sandwich? Okay. Okay. So I see your argument there. Okay. So if you go through a drive-thru and you order some some soup and you put, you know, like Panera, for instance, they give you bread. And you tear your bread apart and you put it in the soup and you're holding the bowl in your hand you're eating it. Is that considered a sandwich? If you're dipping bread in soup? No, of course not. No, no, no. You're not dipping it in there. You put it in the soup, but you're holding the cup of soup in your hand and you're eating it. Would that now be considered a sandwich? No, because you're putting you're putting you're putting the bread in the soup. If you put the soup in the bread, close it up and take a bite of it, then yeah, you got yourself a soup sandwich. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Mark in Jacksonville, what do you want to say? I just wanted to say that 
It is a sandwich, people. It is a sandwich. You got a bun. It's split open like a like a burger, and it's it's, it's uh it's succulent. So uh, deal with it, people that don't agree with it, and uh, just eat it. Yeah, I think <laughs> just you know what, just stick it in your mouth, take a bite, and and be quiet. I I, I agree with you there. Hey, th- thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for your call. Oh, hold on, Jim uh, from the North Side, Jim. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Hey, good. Uh, what last word on the uh, hot dog sandwich thing? What do you want to say? A pita, which is bread with meat inside, is not a sandwich. A pita, and is, a pita though, is not technically bread. Oh no, that's bread, dude. It's just a different kind of bread. Well, but it's not bread, bread. It's like you, you don't have any yeast in. It. It's not risen up, like like real bread, like you know, like a white bread or a, or a wheat bread or anything like that. It's uh, a, it's I think a, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one because I I think that that pita. Sh- Okay, a, a hot dog is in the same category as a sandwich, but it's just like what? All right, well, all right. So I appreciate your call. Uh, thanks so much. We we got to go because now I'm starving. Three four zero one zero four five. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. More of the Mark K Show uh, starts bright and early at eleven a.m. If you miss anything, or if you just want to relive it, or if you're like, wait, did I hear that correctly? You can go and uh, download our podcast, iTunes, Google Play. We made it really easy for you. Just go to wokb.com, click on the Mark K Show. All the links are right there. The news, Rush Limbaugh, all next on News one zero four five WOKB.